like to do a song for you that I guess uh, is about the greatest song ever written about America. And it's by Woody Guthrie. And what's so great about it is it gets, it gets right to the heart of the promise of what our country was supposed to be about. And I guess, I don't know if you talk to some of the unemployed steel workers from East LA or Pittsburgh or Gary. There are a lot of people out there whose jobs are disappearing. I don't know if they feel if this song is true anymore. And uh, I'm not sure that it is, but I know, I know that it ought to be. So uh, I'd like to do this for you, reminding you that with countries, just like with people, it's easy to let the best of yourself slip away. Welcome to a special Set Lusting Bruce roundtable discussion. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and joining me today is an all-star cast, and we are here to talk the hot topics of the day. Uh, introduce yourself. We'll start with Allie. Okay, hi, I'm Allie Scales from New York City. Jesse likes to call me a Bruce superfan. <laughs> what else do you want, Jess? Oh, that's perfect. Mitch? Hey, everybody. It's Mitch Slater, uh, sometimes called a Bruce historian. I've appeared on E Street Radio many, many times, seen Bruce. I'm up in the alley territory. I'm in the 250 plus, and uh, I'm always posting, whether it's on Facebook, at MP Slater, on Twitter, Instagram, pretty much everything Bruce. And I've been a lucky guy the last few years as I've been involved in a, a number of nonprofits and have gotten to know most of the members of the band and their and their wonderful wives. And I'm very excited to be doing this today and talk about an amazing, amazing day in Bruce history. Very nice. Madison. Hi, I'm Madison and I'm from Ohio and I'm trying to get Bruce to come to prom with me next year. And I'll be, I've only seen Bruce once right now, but next Tuesday I'll be seeing him again in Columbus. Yay. I'm going to come back and ask you a question about that, Madison. Okay. And rounding out our um, roundtable is a guest that has already recorded an episode, but we haven't released it yet. John. Hey, everybody. This is John Munson from Phoenix. Uh, longtime avid Bruce Springsteen fan. I've been following him since 1980 and excited to be on the podcast this morning. Basically, um, we're recording this on Saturday, uh, April 9th. 
yesterday, April 8th, Bruce shook up the world. And it's kind of funny. Uh, a couple of people on E Street Radio said that, oh, the world won't care about this. And I totally disagree. I think this went incredibly viral uh, where Bruce said that he wasn't going to play Sun City. No, I'm sorry. He wasn't going to play his show in North Carolina this Sunday. Uh, I'm going to read his statement, and then we're going to go around the table, and we're just going to kind of talk about this. So Bruce's statement was, as you, my fans know, I'm scheduled to play in Greensboro, North Carolina this Sunday. As we also know, North Carolina has just passed HB2, which the media are referring to as the bathroom law. HB2, known officially as the Public Facilities Privacy and Security Act, dictates which bathrooms transgender people are permitted to use. Just as important, the law also attacks the rights of LGBT citizens to sue when their human rights are violated in the workplace. No other group of North Carolinas face such a burden. To my mind, it's an attempt by people who cannot stand the progress our country has made in recognizing the human rights of all our citizens to overturn that progress. Right now, there are many groups, businesses, and individuals in North Carolina working to oppose and overcome these negative developments. Taking all of this into account, I feel that it is time for me and the band to show solidarity for these those freedom fighters. As a result, and with deepest apologies to our dedicated fans in Greensboro, we have canceled our show scheduled for Sunday, August 10th. Some things are more important than a rock show, and this fight against prejudice and bigotry, which is happening as I write, is one of them. It is the strongest means I have for raising my voice in opposition to those who continue to push us backwards instead of forwards, and that is Bruce Springsteen, and I've quoted him. Just around the table will go Allie, Mitch, Madison, John. Are you in favor of it or not? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Never. The minute I heard it, I was even, I was so proud to be a member of East Street Nation. I think if more people of his statue took a stand um, towards this and a lot of other issues, um, conversations will be started that would never have been. You know, when you think of Bruce's um, fan base, you you know, you generally think of um, white um, between the ages of, you know, 40 and 60, with the exclusions of our big second generations like Madison. And you think of them as of being a certain means, whether it's money, education, so yeah. on and so forth. And I don't think this, you know, grouping of people. Okay, hang on. You're getting a little deep, but I want to get there. I wanted to give everyone a quick for a quick so, thoughts, Mitch. So, you know, anyone who truly knows the music of Bruce Springsteen, anyone that reads the lyrics and the poetry that the man has been writing for 45 years, he's been fighting this battle forever. And what he did this week to me is not a surprise. Um, Bruce is taking a stand and, and choosing to defend the rights of people whose civil rights are being infringed. And, you know, this has been said a few times, but, you know, they came for the Jews and I said nothing. They came for the Muslims and I said nothing. They came for me and no one said anything. This is a human rights issue. 
And I support Bruce Springsteen 100% in this decision. Very nice. Madison. I definitely support Bruce in this. When I found out, it literally brought me to tears. This is such an amazing movement, and people have a voice. Everyone is born with a voice. And some people in higher positions use that voice for negativity and to spread hate. But Bruce used his voice to let the world know it's not okay to keep segregating people. And he's fighting for basic human rights, which I stand by a thousand percent. Thank you. And John? Uh, Yeah, I I support the decision also. Uh, It seems like when you go on to social media, you've got two sides of um, this argument. You have what I'll define as maybe the the gay rights side, and then you have the... um, religious freedom side. Well, you know what? I think it's, I think it's all about equality and I think everyone should be treated equal in our country. And that's what we should be focused on. And I think this HB2 law of the past uh, does not treat people equally and is a, is a bad law. You know, I, I totally agree with you guys and listeners. I want to let you know, I tried really hard to get someone who didn't agree with Bruce's statement um, on this, on this recording. And I, I reached out via Twitter. I reached out during Facebook. I actually talked to a couple of my friends that are very conservative and uh, fundamental Christians, and and they just couldn't make it. So I didn't want people to think that we are trying to not recognize the thoughts. I wanted to say, and I'm going to specifically talk to you in a moment, Madison, but I was lucky enough to see four shows on this tour but I thought I was only going to see one show based on circumstances. My wife, uh, the lovely Linda, asked me, she goes, if you were only going to see Bruce that one time in North Carolina, this tour, would you still have felt the way you feel? And I answered her as honest as I could. I would hope that I would. I would be disappointed, but I think that one of the things that we fight as a society is, yes, we should defend our freedom, but don't send my son to go die or fight in a battle. Yes, I want to be good for the, you know, the ecology, but I don't want to have to take public transportation. I'm going to take my own car. I'm interested in recycling but I don't want to have to worry about doing all the work. So I would hope that I would be very disappointed, but I hope that I would still support him. So Madison, what if this had been your only show? I'm going to start with him, and then we'll go around all of you what your thoughts would be. But I'm going to start with you, Madison. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I would be so devastated. But I feel like knowing myself, I feel like, I would respect his decision because I truly believe what he's fighting for. I truly believe in standing for those people who need that extra hand of support. I have a lot of transgender people in my life, whether it be from people I watch on YouTube or people I follow on Instagram, and they struggle so much. Since I was little, my mom wanted to introduce me into everything you possibly can in the world. I remember watching documentaries on transgender people and how they would be killed just for being who they truly are. So yes, I would definitely be devastated, but I would be like, you know what? This guy is so amazing, and I'm just proud to be a fan. Absolutely. John, how about you? Um, boy, if this was the one show that I was going to see and this announcement came out, I, I would be I would be devastated, and I would be very disappointed 
how and and maybe my initial reaction was oh no he can't do that but the more i would think about it i'd say you know what this is a small sacrifice that i could make um for for, for the good of society yeah mitch how about you that's well, a tough question. I mean, it's a tough question, obviously, because I've seen him so many times, as, you know, since the mid 70s. Um, I'm trying to put myself in that position. Um, and, you know, I know personally how important social justice is in my life, not only as a board of education member, but it's in some of the nonprofits I've been involved in. But you know what I'll do is I'd rather quote somebody who actually is getting, you know, not not the opportunity to see so you started to say screwed, and I appreciate well, you editing, but I do feel, I, I mean, really, it's a uh, tough it is a tough thing, and, and um, go ahead and make your statement, then I want to ask Allie, because I know Allie actually was planning to go to the show. Yeah, I, I, it's funny, because I almost said the word, and, and I guess if you, and I have family in North Carolina, none of which that would ever, <laughs> they're very liberal like myself, and yeah. hate, just hate hate their government locally, just happen to love the, the beauty of the state. But Rebecca Blybaum, who's a, a fan who's seen, you know, a number of shows, she posted yesterday, we were flying in from Wisconsin and we had $700 flight tickets that were non-refundable, but what can you do? Life goes on. Bruce is taking a stand and I applaud him for that. And that Springsteen is a champion of social justice in both his public and personal life. And that is what matters at the end of the day. I'll see him somewhere else. I was going to the show. And it's funny because I wasn't. And then, you know, with opportunities come up. And on Wednesday, the opportunity came up. And I discussed with my girlfriend. And, you know, we were going through a couple of scenarios. And I decided I'll drive down. Partially because there was something else to do in um, D.C. this evening. And then drive from there Sunday morning. I... For not one second, thought of myself when he made this announcement. My mind didn't even go there. My mind was on the bigger picture of the minute I heard it, I read it, I reread it, and I felt, my heart felt so much love for what done. Secondary, I was like, oh my God, so all these people, you know, all these people, and I can relate to them, um, and maybe I'm not... You know, maybe it's not fair for me to just brush it off so easy because I've been to hundreds of shows and I know in the next few months I'm going to dozens more. You know, I'm, I'm not that person who <clears throat> waited, you know, just for this show. And I feel for them. And I feel personally, I feel knowing Bruce, knowing like Mitch, a lot of members of the band, their wives I'm very friendly with. Something will be done for these fans. It may not be tomorrow. It may not be next week. And it may not be public either. Exactly. Something will be done. That is Bruce. That is the band. That is who they are. So, you know, yes, I, I relate. And, of course, I understand people's, you know, um, sadness and frustration. I don't understand the the vile comments that I read about it that I can't wrap my head around. Yeah. And 
I want to go back to that in a in a few minutes because I do think there is a segment, the Bruce fandom that I'm I'm a little disappointed in. Yeah, I think it goes without saying that, and we will say it anyway. I I, I totally my heart goes out to the people that have spent a lot of money. You know, I. I totally disagree with someone who said, well, if they were traveling to a show anyway, they can afford to lose the money. I don't care who you are and what's your status, you know, throwing money away for something that you can't, you know, a non-refundable ticket or, you know, you prepaid hotel rooms, you know, that's, that's not good for anyone. Um, but I, I do think that it's a brave stance on his part. I agree with Mitch, not a surprising stance. But it's something really uh, interesting to do. Um, do you think, um, just your opinion only, do you think he will send money to the North Carolina, whatever food bank organization there? Because um, I would imagine that his concerts are always a nice fundraising boost for the local, you know, food banks. And Allie, I'll start with you. Um, I think something will be done in, in a lot of capacity. You yeah. know, I, I think um, this was not, you know, this, you know, this. Okay. I think basically this decision, while we heard it at the time we did Friday, this was not a decision that started yesterday morning and made very lightly. I think this was something that had to be well planned with management, arenas, you know, there, there had to be so many different things to look at. And what just the um, ramifications would be to do this. In saying that, again, knowing the character of this man, um, I do feel that for the food banks um, and others, they will be compensated in some way. I'll jump in on that, Allie, because um, I also have heard through my connections um, of a number of things being done. And this is just the way it is with the East Street fans. And, and I take, um, I don't want to say offense, but when, when Jesse, when, when you said that it's sad to see the fans being so vile, I'm sorry, these are not fans. These, in my view, are Donald Trump supporters. And I don't want to get political, but these are the kind of people, okay, that are ruining an entire party and I'm not supporting either party. I'm not going to get political here. Um, and But these are the kind of people um, that are doing a fine job of ensuring, you know, uh, <laughs> a lot of insanity. And I wanted to read one other thing from a, a guy out in Oklahoma City. You know, not many people. I know you were there, uh, Jess, but um, not many people were at that show. But a friend of mine who happens to run uh, a, a major brokerage branch in Oklahoma City who I've known for years and years, it's on my page, and I, I thought it said it really well. He said, um, Bruce is entitled to not do business with North Carolina, just as they now entitled to discriminate North Carolina. I think the decision was poignant and probably speaks volumes versus corporate rhetoric we've been hearing all week. I expect the legislation to be overturned in coming weeks. I really agreed with the comments of Alan Simpson, a good conservative on CNBC this morning. Discrimination is a form of hating, and we are better than that. And this particular guy, Drew's a Republican, he said they are once again doing a fine job of ensuring poor results in the November election, 
in, like in 2012 when they lost multiple Senate races over views on abortion. And again, I'm not getting political. I'm just reading it. Yeah. Bruce, his idea was Bruce should do a huge show just across the North Carolina border <laughs> as a way to make it right with the fans. And I kind of believe that somehow, somewhere, something like that will happen. That is Bruce. That is the man. That is the band. They will somehow, whether it's financially make it right to those people, if the legislation is overturned, they will get down there and do a show. Uh, but these people that are making these obnoxious comments, these racist comments, the bigoted comments, the people that are saying shut up and sing, who are the same people attacking the Dixie Chicks back when, when um, most of America knew the, Iran, uh, the Iraq war was wrong, but got, you know, sold down the road on it. Um, they turned out to be right, and, and they attacked those women um, for speaking their minds. And you know what? I disagree with that whole shut up and sing. They have every right to speak as they are, as they do entertainers. And I know it drives some people crazy. They feel they should just get up and sing. And it's been interesting because I've been to 10 shows and Bruce hasn't said a word about the current political situation. He's just playing the music and I'm sure it's driving him nuts yeah. that he had to do this. But so, it's the uh, right thing. Yeah, John, uh, do you want any comments? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I agree with Mitch in the comment that it is frustrating when you, where you have people say, just shut up and sing, because, you know, I think we all live in a democratic um, environment where we can, you know, we, we can uh, express our opinions with our voice and we can express our opinions with our action. And, and that's really what I think uh, Bruce and, and his organization is doing here. The, the, the North Carolina legislature and the North Carolina governor, um, you know, they had the right to pass this bill, and they did, but there's ramifications to your actions sometimes. And, you know, those ramifications are people are not going to want to do business uh, in that type of environment. Like Mitch said, there's a lot of, in his quote about corporate rhetoric, uh, corporate rhetoric, um, Bruce really took action. And one thing I'll say real quickly, Jesse, um, Jesse, both you and Mitch said that you guys weren't surprised by um, Bruce's decision to cancel the show. Um, I was surprised in the fact that he did this um, within 72 hours of showtime. And what was interesting was on Friday midday here in Phoenix, um, I was I got an alert on my phone from Twitter that said, here's here's Bruce Springsteen's announcement on North Carolina. And so I'm looking at my smartphone, my iPhone, and I clicked on the link and the link didn't take me anywhere. And I was like, well, I guess the, the Bruce Springsteen dot net, maybe they've got a problem with the link. And I was looking at the comments from the Twitter and it seemed like half the people were saying, hey, I can't find the link. And the other half were saying, I love this statement. I had and, the same problem, yeah, John. Yeah, well, what I found know, out first. was someone made, a, someone made a comment that you can, the link works on a, on a laptop computer but doesn't work on the phone. But what was funny was that 15-minute period between me seeing that he made a statement and actually reading the statement, I was kind of going through my mind, okay, what does that say? And I go, I have a feeling this is what the statement's going to say. It's going to say we are we are extremely offended by the actions that are currently going on at North Carolina 
we'll still continue to do the show, but we are very unhappy with the situation. And, and maybe I'm just not as intuitive as, as, as you guys are, but that's what I thought I was going to see on that statement. So when, when the show was actually canceled and once again, within 72 hours of showtime, I'm thinking back, um, you know, in, in rock history, when was the last time that a high profile performer canceled a show that quick to showtime, um, over a political issue. I, you know, you, you know, you hear all the time about, we're not going to go to that state because of that law. But the fact that he did it so quickly before showtime, I, I just, I couldn't think of any historical precedent, uh, precedents in, in rock history. You know, John, when I say I wasn't surprised, that's after the fact, you know, I had no idea what he was going to do. It's just, once I read it, it wasn't a surprising decision. Um, and, and Jesse, I'll say, yeah. and, and then once, and once I thought about it, I was like, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, and it's, it was the, it was the right decision because um, kind of like you're either all in or you're all out. And then, but if you made that type of statement, then you're going back to what Mitch was saying about corporate rhetoric or <laughs> um, rhetoric, where basically um, people saying, Hey, we're not going to do business, but, but they don't take action. So it, it, it definitely was the right thing to say, right thing to do. Hey, Allie, didn't you have a theory on why the on the timing of this? Yeah. So a couple of people I know and I spoke with um, who are kind of in the know in the news business and such. I said to them, I said, you know, like I said before, I don't think this was something that they just came up you know, first thing yesterday morning, this was well thought out, but I do think another thing that was well planned and, and I get it and I am in agreement with it is that the timing of it was such to make the news, to make the evening news, which it did, because if he would have done this a week or so ago, it wouldn't have been such an impact. It would have maybe had a little bit, it wouldn't have broke the internet, so to speak. Because people's emotions ran high, and granted, people are entitled, not the vile people, but, you know, people are entitled to be a little upset if they planned. The impact was of such, you know, the news cycle and how they run and the the topics that come up go very quickly. It's like in any political race or anything, you want to get that news cycle. You want to be that first blurb or that, you know, you want to be on the first or second page of the newspaper. And timing is is of an essence, and impact is a big um, driving force behind those stories. So, you know, I had a couple of discussions with people, and it was um, a thought that a couple of people received very well in the the biz. And they said, I wouldn't be surprised if his, you know, um, his public, you know, public relations department, you know, planned that for such, you know, reason. So, all right, Madison, I'll start with you. What would you say to the people that said he should have performed the concert, but then uh, either had a press conference before or made a statement when during the show? What do you say to those? And then I'll go around the table, but I'll start with you, Madison. I feel like asking that of Bruce is wrong. And if Bruce would have done that, made a press statement before or after, it wouldn't have the same effect and it would be kind of hypocritical of him because he's saying, oh, this is wrong, but I'm still going to do this. I'm still going to take your money. I'm still going to put on the show. 
But what he's doing, he's taking that step to say, listen, human rights, basic human rights are more important than any money in the world. And I think these people are closed-minded people. My favorite word, my favorite thing that I say is closed-minded people will be the end of this world. And it's true. Mm-hmm. I live in a small town. And this is this Bruce thing is circling around our town and everybody thinks it's wrong and these people are wrong. Why are they choosing to be this way? And they don't choose to be this way. They're born this way. This is who their souls are. And I can't I'm an open minded person in a closed minded town. And all these people, most of these people are racist, most of these people are against against they want segregation is what they want. And I just, I don't believe in it. And I think what Bruce did was perfect because it did, like Ali said, break the internet. And that's hard to do unless you're Kim Kardashian and just be naked. <laughs> but exactly. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. I'm just going to put that right out there. <laughs> yeah, but no. Hey, um, Mitch, what's your, to the people that say, you know, he should have still played, had a, you know, talked about it in the show or press conference. So there's not a decision in the Bruce Springsteen world that isn't thought through very, very thoroughly. This We're going to get to that a little bit later, timing, but go ahead. In my view, the timing of this decision was planned. This has been talked about probably for a few weeks, at least for the two weeks since the law, the legislation came through. I agree exactly with what Ali said earlier um, and that's kind of the feedback that I'm hearing. Um, so I, I think it was planned well. I think it's front page New York Times. Uh, I, I, and a, actually a fantastic story. Um, it's front page probably throughout the country. It was the leading story on the evening news. Um, obviously, that's all we're, we're, we're talking about here. So uh, Team Springsteen, led by uh, John Landau, Barbara Carr, they, you know, they, they, they don't do things in a vacuum. Um, I mean, although it's kind of interesting because this entire tour was thrown together very quickly and it was <laughs> not planned. And you, Jesse, you and I talked about that in our episode. But um, and so is Allie. I mean, Allie and I have talked about the same thing. This is a blessing. This is the tour that wasn't supposed to happen. Absolutely. And and, you know, there will be other opportunities for these people to see Bruce uh, in other locations, um, the, the, you know, team Springsteen will make this right. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I, I just applaud them. I mean, I, I I think it was handled well, John, how about you? Yeah, I can't add a lot to what has already been said. Um, but I do think that the media impact that the decision made is phenomenal. And, um, I'm, I'm very proud of Bruce for making the decision. Um, particularly when, you know, we had we had a little call amongst us last night, and when I got off that call, you know, I flipped on I flipped on CNN, and and Don Lemon had Alan Dershowitz on his show, and another gentleman that was more on the the the, the pro HB two, and I was like, wow, uh, you know, people are talking about this, and it was a, you know, it was about a twenty minute conversation, and the the the, the tagline at the bottom of the screen was, you know, Springsteen cancels concert, so um, be. be behind, you know, things like that. And, and Nick, uh, and Mitch mentioning the New York times, um, the statement really did have a lot of power and, and I'm very proud um, of what he did. Anything to add, Allie? Um, no, I think I said what I needed to say. Okay. So my only thought is, and I don't, I mean this with all no disrespect. 
I do not see people when they are walking after the show throwing money into the food bank tubs. Some people do, and I'm not to judge. Maybe they can't afford it, but I don't see people paying attention necessarily during Wreck Highway or other songs. And and I think everyone should go to a Bruce show and enjoy what they want to enjoy. If they're there just to hear Born to Run, God bless them. I'm glad. And, you know, I, I'm okay with that. But to think that him saying something on stage would make the same difference and the same impact as him canceling a show, I think is very naive. And I think... Jim Rotola talked about yesterday that um, be personally disappointed, but don't act like he's cheated you out of something because he's taking a stand. Um, and he's not the only one. Let's let's just yeah. be fair that Bruce Springsteen is not the only one taking a stand. I think Charles Barkley deserves some applause because yes. he's really urging the NBA to not play the All-Star game in Charlotte. Um, the NCAA put a lot of pressure on in Indiana um, about a similar law. And let's you know, remember what happened in South Carolina when you had companies like BMW, Bridgestone, uh, yes. but kind of forced the hand of these these racists that still exist down there to bring down that Confederate flag. So Bruce, you know, Bruce may get the headlines and, um, you know, he's the guy that gets the cover of time in Newsweek. Yes. Um, but, you know, Bruce is not alone in, in this, in this plight and in this fight um, about human rights. And uh, I think you put it very well, Jesse, that, that the people are, uh, it's a little naive to think that Bruce uh, at, you know, during uh, the end of uh, wreck on the highway, making a comment um, would do anything. And I think he learned that a little bit. And I was there the night, I'm sure Allie was too, at the Garden, when he was booed by the New York City policeman for playing yeah. American Skin the first time. Although he played it in Atlanta the night before, but for the first time in New York. And, um, and, and I, I walked around and I, I, I actually literally went up to a few New York City cops and I said, are you aware of what Bruce has done down in, 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 in Asbury Park with a particular officer that had been killed recently. Do you have any idea why you're booing or you're just booing? Yeah. And, um, you know, I think people, um, they just believe what they want to believe. I, I absolutely agree. Okay, I have a, a more kind of basic question that – I think everyone except Madison is a parent and she can give a perspective as a child. I will tell you right now, it was lucky for me. I'm a father. I have a son. So when we were out publicly and he was young and needed to go to the bathroom, no problem. But I can tell you, Linda would take Chris to the woman's bathroom when he was young, right? Uh, because you're not going to send a three-year-old into a public bathroom by himself. Exactly. Right. So I'm I... assuming, John, Mitch, uh, Allie, you've done the same if you have children that are an opposite gender of you. Of course, and so Absolutely. is my husband. Yeah. Okay. Listen, it happens at Bruce shows. I, Absolutely. It must be two out of the three nights in L.A. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not just men in the women's room. Um, so uh, this is America. I mean, my yeah. God, this is this is this is insanity. 
Well, uh, and so because I'm really there's been a few cartoons about, you know, they're trying to show, you know, that, oh, mommy, is that a woman? And, you know, I, I just I think someone posted you have already used the bathroom next to a transgender person. You, you didn't know it. You survived it. You're OK. All right. A rant is coming. OK. <laughs> An aleatorial. I'm ready. <laughs> okay, first of all, first of all, this law is about these pe transgender people showing a birth certificate. OK, let, let's start there. One, I don't carry my birth certificate. I don't know if any of you do. No. My niece, who was my nephew at birth, has gone through the surgeries, everything. And she now has a driver's license, a social security card, a passport, all reflecting who she is, who she is. There, besides her birth certificate, there is nothing left of her previous life, so to speak. Right. If you saw her, you wouldn't know because she has had, you know, all the female surgeries from top to bottom. She would look ridiculous in a man's bathroom based on her birth certificate. Every man would freak out if she had to go into the men's room because of her birth certificate. Some men might like it, however. But, <laughs> but generally, they would say, ma'am, the ladies' room is next door. Saying that this law is based on your birth certificate makes it even that much more outrageous. Exactly. That much more. I Might totally as well agree. put a yellow star on them. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. We're back to branding people. And and I don't understand what it's trying to accomplish, except just labeling people. But, but Jesse, I think that's the issue, is I think – they're using the excuse as, hey, we're trying to protect the children in these bathroom situations. But what you have to really do is drill down on the bill. And what this bill says is it basically prevents underlying municipalities, cities, or counties in the state of North Carolina from um, enacting their own anti-discrimination um, ordinances. And it also uh, makes it more difficult um, if you are discriminated against and you are LGBT. Um, to, it makes it more d difficult to to file a suit. Yeah. Um, so I guess, in my opinion, it's pe the the supporters of this bill keep pointing to this bathroom provision and, and protecting the children, which, uh, first of all, I think is silly. But I think really what it is, it's a way to uh, it's a way to discriminate against a certain part of our society. I'm I'm a 57 year old white male. And the closest thing I've ever experienced to prejudice is that I'm a fat guy and I can't fit in a booth in a Waffle House. You know, I, I mean, I just don't understand people thinking that people who are asking for equal treatment seem to be unfair when we've done this. We've done this through race we've done this through gender we've done this through now sexual orientation and every time it's a fight and i just uh, you keep thinking that we're going to learn and maybe and it is getting better right well it's not necessarily getting better because let's take a look at the the political situation and in, 
The top story today, and other than the Bruce thing, is that the longest-running Republican Speaker of the House, Dennis Hassert, um, abused at least four boys when he was a wrestling coach um, working at a high school in Illinois. Okay, that story's out there today. So maybe some of these politicians out there, these holier-than-thou, and I'm not just throwing the North Carolina against the wall. It's yeah. happening in all 50 states. Um, you know, and, and Puerto Rico probably, um, and, and DC. Um, but you know, it's, 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 this, this is out there and, and it's so great that, that these people are getting exposed that, that movies like spotlight are out there taking yeah. on real bad situations yeah. and God forbid an, a, a, a musician who is a man of the people who was a guy that has written about all of this plight. And then Steve Van Zandt, I don't even get me started oh, about his, his human rights, um, you know, and what he's done in that world, takes a political position and you get all these vile comments. Today there were horrible comments from, from members of the North Carolina legislature. And it's, it's embarrassing. I feel bad. I said, my brother lives in Raleigh. My niece is in Wilmington, North Carolina. You know, I mean, it's very frustrating for the good people of the state uh, of that state, but um, yeah. like I said, the reality is 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 bigger, much bigger than all of what we're talking about here. Absolutely. Hey, um, I wanted us to go. We put the call out. All of us did on our different social media. So we're going to go through and read some statements that different fans have given us. So, Allie, I think you've got a couple to start with, right? I do, I do. Okay, here we go, guys. So the lovely, and I do say lovely, she is, Karen Burgess-Lang, is quoted and wanted us to um, add this to our discussion. Wow, just heard about him canceling the show. Ticket holders are not happy, that's for sure. Funny, but no one mentioned what a difficult decision this must have been for him. I can't think of another artist who cares more for his fans and he knows by doing this, he's disappointing them. But to me, this is why we adore him. It only proves the authenticity of his music, but I can see why people who have plane tickets and hotel rooms are upset. But at the same time, I think it's more, more about being disappointed because they won't get to see him. I had, I know I was crushed when I had to miss the show. Took me weeks to even watch any of the YouTube videos. The lovely Audrey Hahn said, I have never been more proud to call myself a Bruce Springsteen fan than I am today. Bravo, Bruce. Although I understand the disappointment of the Greensboro, North Carolina ticket holders, there are truly things far more important. First and foremost, human rights. Awesome. And go ahead. And then Andrea Marquez said, in all quotes, well, in caps I meant, well done, Bruce. Sucks for those fans, but at the same time, I have the utmost respect for Bruce, and I completely support and stand by his decision. Way to take a stand, boss. Hashtag, I stand with Bruce Springsteen. She- I, th- I think this is great. Madison, don't you have a couple? Yes, I do. I have one from Leah Crotran. She says, first of all, I know a lot of people took time, money, and effort to go to the show, and they have a right to be upset. As a Bruce fan, I would have been upset if this was a concert I was planning on attending. With that being said, I respect Bruce for having the grace and gumption to stand up for what he believes, 
to be right in his own heart. Some, so many times people are scared of raising their own voice in such times as we live, but Bruce lives what he believes, and it shows. I will forever respect him and continue to be a fan. At the end of the day, we are all human, our blood runs red, and we are lovely. We are loved immensely by one higher than us. Let's please love each other and Bruce. Nice. <clears throat> Which I totally agree what she was saying because I was going to tweet, um, we all bleed red. And I did tweet the hashtag I stand with Bruce too, which I think those are both great. I agree. Anyway, and then Cindy Zwicker says, this show may have been the only chance for someone to see him this tour. Whether I agree or disagree on his viewpoint isn't important. He disappointed many, and as much as I love him, I feel it could have been handled differently. Go on with the show and have your say. Rally the troops to enlighten them and have the best show ever. This cause would have been heard around the world. And, you know, I'm really glad Cindy's posted that. You know, we've talked about we don't agree with that statement. Um, I don't think it would have been as good. We've kind of beat that horse, but I'm glad she shared her point. John? Yeah, I have a couple of quotes. One from Jean Marie Anderson. Uh, Jean writes, as much as I respect and applaud Bruce Springsteen for the decision he made to cancel the Greensboro show, I'm personally devastated. I was literally 10 minutes from getting in the car to meet a friend and drive the nine hours to Greensboro to take in my 50th show. I know Bruce and his people tried their best to come up with an alternate solution, and I know they'll do something for the fans, although I don't know what they could do. But I'm still hoping I can get to, to one more show before they head to Europe. In the meantime, <laughs> I'll keep in the meantime, I'll keep listening to Set Lusting Bruce. So she's Thanks. definitely a, a fan of yours, Jesse. Thank you, JM. I appreciate that plug um, a lot. Yeah. And go ahead. Yeah. Real quick quote from uh, Teresa Hull. Uh, Teresa writes, uh, while I support the decision, I am totally crushed. Sold my Atlanta tickets because Greenboro tickets were bought. Tears are flowing here, but I totally understand. And I definitely feel for Teresa when you have tickets in hand for one show, you give them up because you're going to another show and then that show gets canceled. So it's just uh, an unfortunate. I do. and and But I love her attitude that she's disappointed, but she understands. And so well done, Teresa. Mitch, you've got a few for us? Yeah, I've got a couple here. I have uh, two uh, fairly positive and one that's pretty negative, but I think it's fair to, to read the negative ones, too. Lisa, Lisa K. Onstadt wrote, um, I live outside Charlotte and was headed to the show. So, so, so bummed for me and my family, particularly my two daughters. And then in caps, but I am so proud of Bruce and even prouder to be a fan. You did the right thing. Go, boss. Uh, then there's Margie Herman Wasserman. I have never been prouder to be a Bruce fan, which is something I've seen many, many times in, in all of my own social media where people are commenting. And then we have someone uh, that's fairly negative, and um, I have seen some really negative stuff that is uh, not suitable for any podcast, but this one seems like I can read it. Uh, this is from a guy named Mark Carey, uh, who sent this to you. Thank you, Jesse. Uh, while I totally understand and commend Bruce and the band for their stance and genuine sentiment, I can't help but feel this is the wrong way to go about business. Regardless of what you think, this is a political statement, albeit for the best of reasons. Bruce used to preach about how he wanted to stay clear of politics. Let his music do the talking. 
not necessarily sure about that. But anyway, now there's now there's no music. No, I'm not exactly sure. All right, I'll stop editorializing. (laughs) (laughs) Afterwards, read a quote, then we'll talk. It's hard. There's a load of talk on social media. What about those fans that have traveled from all over? I was tempered to cover some U.S. shows from Ireland this year. Would have cost me months of wages to do this show. I would have been gutted had I missed out due to Bruce making a stand. I feel for all those fans. Did the state vote this law in? I don't agree with it, but how did it come about? Was it Democratic? It's not that, is that not what Bruce strives to find? Sorry, I know many may disagree, but I wish Bruce would have made a statement outlining his disgust at a stupid and doctoral legislate. Bruce Springsteen is not Bono. Personally, I say thank God. Um, <laughs> sorry, I had to do it again. Let the music do the talking. Good point, poorly portrayed in my humble opinion. So, right. I'll, you know, I'll give I'll give Mark the benefit of the doubt. I think there are things he said there that were trying to be fair. And, uh, and I do appreciate Mark was respectful in his comments. He was not overly emotional. Um, I, and I'm going to have us all talk about this as well. I, I have a friend who um, I talked to him and he, similar to Mark, he said that he thought that this was a misguided decision, but in, he felt Bruce was in the right place, but he didn't know if this was the best way to do it. Um, so uh, go ahead, Mitch. Um, you've already shared a little bit, but let's go ahead and have you, and then we'll go around the table talking about Mark. Yeah, no, I mean, I, it's it's interesting because I have a very close friend who lives in the town next to me I went to high school with, and he voiced a very vocal opinion disagreeing with me this morning, and he's a, he's a friend, and I, you know, He's I, you know, I respect his uh, Second Amendment rights and uh, and I'm just we're just going to leave it at that. Um, But his his view, I was trying to find the exact quote, but his view was 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 along the same lines of of what Mark said um, and that this was not the time and the place. Now, you know, I, I just I as I've said earlier, and I think most of us have said, if you know the man, if you've read the books if you know the lyrics, if you really are a true Bruce fan. And that is not a knock, at, like you said, at someone who just comes to hear Born the Run. I love that the arena's filled. I love seeing all the young kids. I love that, that you know, I can take my son and it's a big deal to him and I'm taking my daughter in Baltimore and, and, and you know, that these mean things. I don't know that much about all the Dallas little cheerleader girls, but that's not today's topic. But anyway, that is later. We are going to get to that okay. in right. time. Good, good, good. Yeah. But, the, but the reality is those that know the history um, and really respect the man, this should not come as a surprise. It did not come as a surprise to me at all. I think the timing was, was, was smart, I'm pr- and I continue to be proud um, even prouder today than I could be of, of my passion for Bruce Springsteen, not my obsession, as somebody recently said to my wife. How do you deal with your husband being so obsessed with Bruce? But that's a whole other podcast. But anyway. Yes, it is. Um, that's actually – we should have a discussion um, I might have to have the group on again to talk about the definition between obsession and passion and <laughs> if there's a line. Yes, Allie, yes. any comments on this? Um, no. Okay. Uh, how about you, Madison? 
Yeah, I have a few comments. I just, I do respect this guy for saying his opinion and not being totally disgusting about it because I have read a lot of comments that just talk so horrible about Bruce, but... it And it hurts my heart a little bit. It hurts my heart, too. That's exactly yeah. how I feel. But this guy, he portrayed his humble opinion, like he said, but I feel... Is he saying that he's, like, not from the United States? Is that what he's saying? Yeah, I think he's from yeah. Ireland. And to, I would understand if a person was flying all the way from Ireland to the United States to do that. I, I would understand the being upset. But Bruce really is truly doing this for a good reason. And doing something good comes with great sacrifices. And I just think that's what the fans have to understand. And Absolutely. I love hearing that from you, Madison, personally. as as a parent, um, um, as, as, as someone who's involved with a lot of young children in, a, in the music industry and through an organization, it's really, really great to hear you say that and, and be that open. And, and I am so confident about your generation, the millennials, and, and, their treatment, and, and their treatment of human rights. And I know how important it is to both my children who both immediately <laughs> I got texts from yesterday said, Dad, the boss did the right thing, and they're really Yeah, exactly. Impressed. Yeah, and I am so glad, Madison, you were able to join us from that perspective. John, any final words before we move on? You know what? I can't add anything to what Mitch <laughs> and Madison said. They, they were perfect. Their comments were perfect. Absolutely. Um, I have one last comment, and then we're going to kind of move on to some other topics. But a good friend uh, on Facebook uh, sent this to me, Diane Bethana. She says, I saw a meme that I felt really summed it up. You've probably already peed next to a trans person. You're fined. RFRA's Religious Freedom Restoration Acts are the last bastions of small-minded bullies. i just like to say thanks, Bruce. So, um, well done. This was really good. Uh, well said. Um, okay, we're going to wrap it up. I did want to give... Um, Governor Pat McElroy address is 116 West Jones Street, Raleigh, North Carolina, 27601 at Gov Office NC. I will have that in the show notes. Um, I just, any final thoughts from anyone? And then uh, let's go around the table and give us how you can reach each other. So we'll combine that. Uh, we'll start with you, Allie. How we can reach you and any final thoughts? Um. I'm honored that I was a part of this conversation with all of you. Um, I think, I think you know, when you get a bunch of people together, you never know how it can go, and that's the beauty of it. And I respect and really enjoyed everything that each person said. Um, and I think this topic for us and for, you know, for what Bruce's, you know, goal was, there's a dialogue started. You know, there's a dialogue and people who never would have thought any of this, you know, are talking good or bad. They're talking. So I think there's a you know mission accomplished on Bruce's nice. part. If you want to reach me, you can reach me on Twitter at at a the number four EVA NY GIRL on Facebook. It's Allison Weisberg Scales. And on Instagram, it's Allie underscore that underscore girl spelt G-U-R-L. Thanks, Jesse. 
Thank you, Allie. Mitch? John, Madison. Uh, yeah, this was, this was fascinating. Um, I, I'm really glad you put this together very quickly. Um, I was really happy yesterday for the first time um, doing the Facebook Live video uh, broadcast and having now over 700 people that just sort of watched it and commented. I learned a lot about social media from a friend and client, a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk, who's sort of the, the king of that world. And um, but when it, when it comes to today's topic, you know, I, I think it's really, really critical that uh, that this was said, that Bruce did what he did. I think we've we've talked it out as best as possible. And like I've said from the beginning, the true Springsteen fan, the true connoisseur of his lyrics, of his poetry, of who the man is and what. What will come out in his book in September, because there's a lot of things that will come out in that book. Um, this was not a surprise, and, and I, I couldn't support better uh, what he's done. Again, I do feel bad for the folks that had tickets, but they will be taken care of, and they will have other opportunities to see any of the shows left on the tour. Um, I certainly can be reached at Twitter at MP Slater. Uh, Mitch Slater on Facebook. I'm kind of one of the most open people to find. MPS1960 on uh, Instagram. And uh, yeah, I'm on Blab. I'm on something called Anchor. Um, and uh, I just love talking about Bruce Springsteen. And more than anything, I love meeting new fans. I've known Allie for years. She's one of the, one of the greats. John, it was great meeting you. Madison, as I said, you give me a lot of hope. You need to meet <laughs> young Scott Williams if you've never met him. Oh, we've, we've talked before. Yeah, and Chelsea and some of the other Ohio kids out there that I've met on the tour over the years. And, and they're also great, great fans. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, it's just, just, just stick with it, you know. It's okay if uh, not all your friends are into Bruce. You'll find <laughs> people that will be. Um, Along that, you know, I'd say today's Bruce would be Jason is one of today's younger artists. Anyway, thanks so much, John. Okay, Madison, how about you? I just want to say I am so honored to be here with all of you. And I feel like I've made so so many friends. And I have through Bruce. I've met so many amazing people. And I'd like to tell you guys that I am so happy that I'm able to sit here and talk about the person I love most in the world, Bruce. So that's nice. And I also want to say... The other day, I was looking through my grandma's old records, and I found Bruce's Born to Add, where he sang on Sesame Street, and I listened to it, and honestly, anything that man sings, I will be mesmerized, so I just wanted to say that. It was Very so nice. cute. And you can reach me on Twitter at OneMadisonElena, and on Instagram, underscore MadisonElena, and thank you so much for having me. All right. John? Hey, Jesse, I want to thank you for the opportunity uh, to be part of this forum. And it was great getting to know Mitch, Ali, Madison, um, and further to get to know you, Jesse. By the way, Madison, I agree. Born to Add is a great parody song. <laughs> it really and is. It's, yeah, it's a great cover also. It's got um, it's the Born to Run cover with uh, Bert as Bruce and uh, Cookie Monster as mm -hmm. uh, Clarence. Best way to reach me is on Twitter, um, at... John A. Munson, and I'll spell that out. It's at J-O-N underscore A underscore M-U-N-S-O-N. 
And I also want to give a plug for uh, Set Lusting Brews. I think this is a great podcast, and I encourage uh, fans out there to get a hold of Jesse because um, to be able to tell your story to others. Um, I'm just a common fan. I've been following Bruce for over 36 years, um, but you know, there's, there's really nothing special about me other than, like Madison said, I, I love talking about Bruce, and I love to hear other fans' stories. So. Um, uh, Jesse's created this great podcast uh, to to give people the opportunity to, to tell their Bruce story, and so I encourage you to um, touch base with Jesse Jackson. Thanks thank, again, Jesse. Thank you, John. That's very sweet of you to say. I, you know, I this is a labor of love for me, and I, I you know, whether you're a super fan like Mitch or Allie or a longtime fan like John or a fairly new fan like Madison, everyone has a Springsteen story and I'm just trying to, you know, get them out there so we can all hear them. Um, I am at Jesse Jackson DFW. Um, I'm also the show as at set lusting Bruce. And um, you can send me an email at set lusting Bruce at gmail.com for any feedback. Um, But I'm going to thank my, wonderful guest. All of you were wonderful. And I, I appreciate you taking time um, actually twice because we tried to do this last night and then doing it today. Um, I appreciate it. And we're going to end with now Tom said, mom, wherever there's a cop beating a guy, wherever a hungry newborn baby cries, where there's a fight against the blood and hatred in the air. Look for me, mom. I'll be there. Wherever there's somebody fighting for a place to stand or a decent job or a helping hand, whenever someone's struggling to be free, look in their eyes, Mom. You'll see me. Thanks, everyone. Bye. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.